I'm Asan, and this podcast comes with a warning. We are going to cover topics that feel a bit controversial, and the contributors to these podcasts will be free to speak their feelings without fear of retribution from the listener. So if you're faint of heart, maybe this is not the right podcast for you. But for everybody else, welcome to the first episode of Hot Potatoes. And the first two victims in the chairs are Mr. Howard Hawkin and firstly, Mr. Joe Green. Afternoon, Joe. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? You good? How are we? Beat you to the punch. You first. I'm I'm really good. I'm really good. I got my first run of the year in today, so I'm feeling uh, feeling a little more healthy than I was four days ago. Let's put it that way. Good man. Good man. Asan Kipchoge, your new name. I'm waiting for you to <laughs> unveil the footwear. Mate, I can't buy a pair of shoes that only lasts 100 miles in runs. I just don't worry about that bit. <laughs> How are you? Happy New Year. Can I still say Happy New Year? Is it too late? No. Nah. Fine. Excellent. So you good, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Glad to be back in the saddle. It's been a while. Uh, And of course, it would be a controversial pod to be back in for, but makes it all the better. A bit of spice. Excellent. Mr. Hawking, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Nice and sunny here. So, Just thinking, if if I bought some trainers that lasted 100 miles, that would be two years for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) It's got a great value for money. Excellent value for money. Excellent. Well, yeah. I did suggest we start with uh, Jerry Barton discussion. You didn't seem very keen on that, so no. But no, we'll do our best anyway, won't we? On other topics. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly sure that this will. Uh, this will get as spicy as the uh, as the curry that I made yeah. at lunchtime today. That's not spicy. That's nuclear. At the minute. <laughs> Excellent. So. Hop, the two hot potatoes for today are, first one is, are City fans becoming entitled? And is balanced discussion a lost art in modern football, which we'll sort of cover in one, in one section. And then in the second section, the hot potato will be, at what point does the club leadership need to start doing something about the persistent falsehood spread about the club by the press or the media. These are both topics that um, I would have been very comfortable being in either of your chairs discussing, to be perfectly honest with you, because I've got opinions on both. But today is not about me. Today is about you. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's an open table. It is. It is. Well, look, should we just get stuck in? Yeah. Wonderful. So... Mr. Hawkin, I'm going to start with you. And we're going to start with the idea of City fans becoming entitled and balance being lost in discussion around modern football. What was your general feeling when you read that topic? (laughs) Uh, Yes, all fans, (laughs) virtually all fans can be very entitled. I mean, when, when I talk today, I'll be probably self-referencing as well so it's not like I'm sat here on my high moral horse uh, 
doling out advice, but it's very hard because you cannot, not even Liverpool fan base, you can't generalise a fan base, basically. And the big mistake you could make is looking at a Twitter line, a timeline, and thinking that that represents any fan base or that answers any questions we'll ever have on this this show. So we have to generalise a bit, then start digging down, in a way, the certain ways I think fans are. Mm. I think we are... It sounds like I'm trying to use my get-out-of-jail-free card, but honestly, I think it's something that affects sports fans, generally, and football fans. So by thus asking the question, I would have to say a fair section of, of City supporters are over-entitled, in my opinion. But it's part of fandom. So. Joe? General general feeling? Yeah, I'm not going to be as uh, as buttery and as nice. I think we have become entitled uh, as a fan base. I think one of my biggest turn-offs growing up, um, whether it be United, Arsenal, or what was then the, the Sky 4, was the sense of entitlement amongst their fans. Uh, in that, you know, it was end-of-the-world stuff if they weren't winning uh, the Premier League or whatever other competition they entered every year. Uh, I think there's an element of that where <clears throat> it's a natural byproduct. I agree with that totally, especially of supporting a successful football club. But I think it's also... I think anyone who listens to my contributions to this podcast know I'm, I'm a massive history geek and especially where City are concerned. And I do feel that one of the... Caveats, even though it is worth it as a caveat uh, to the success, has been kind of a loss of that maybe gallows humour down in the dumps, you know, sense of perspective among City fans. Uh, and as I say, it's natural given that we've, let's be honest now, 10 years of unmitigated success. Uh, but it's just, you know. What annoys me, for example, is the games v Palace and games at home, which are poor results, but it's just the utter meltdown you encounter, like by sections of the crowd around you uh, when you're at the game. Online, it's just a no-go zone whatsoever. Um, and it's just, it really triggers me because as I alluded when I started my point, the sense that, and it, it annoys me to this day, I think there was a young Arsenal fan after they were... Um, eliminated from the FA Cup by Liverpool the other day. I don't know if any of you saw it. He was being interviewed by uh, Robbie Lyle, I think, uh, after the game. And he can't have been any older than 10 years old, but he was basically saying, I'm, I'm sick of this. I, I've never seen us do anything. I want I want to see us win the Champions League and, and I want to see us win the Premier League. And it's like you've won multiple FA Cups in your lifetime and, and I support a massive club. And that was just totally alien to what my experience as a football fan was growing up. I supported City because I was taken to Main Road and it was my club. Whereas now I think we've fallen into that trap of... There's a, there's a, there's a feeling of entitlement and success that come with supporting City now as a byproduct of the success and that attracts, you know people to the football club as much as the club itself if that makes sense mm. so let me throw something at, at both of you to to sort of kick this off and that is the the arsenal example is the the arsenal fan example is is an interesting one for me um 
what does it mean to be a, a supporter of a successful club or a big club? And what I mean by that is, I, I feel, and th there's two strands to this conversation. There's obviously, we can go down the main road route and we can look back misty-eyed at when we were shit and go, isn't it great now? But that period in our history has almost no connection no. to what the present day football club is, what the standards of the present day football club are. And from a standards point of view, doesn't it make more sense and isn't it a little bit more realistic, whether we like it or not, to look at United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Juventus, AC Milan, the, 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 the quote-unquote historic clubs and how success is something that is really deeply ingrained in the psyche of the supporters and that's part of what then becomes ingrained in the psyche of the club. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that you can't really separate success from entitlement insofar as if you lose to Crystal Palace at home, a relegation threatened Crystal Palace, and your expectations are to win the Premier League, it is perfectly natural for supporters to be furious at either the result, the performance, or both of those things. And isn't it massively disingenuous whenever something like that happens to turn around and basically go, well, do you remember York away? But it's not even a case of York away, is it, Asan? I mean, how many times have we won the title over the last, I don't know, I mean, under Pep Guardiola alone and dropped points in, in games at home to like the Southampton or Everton and, and these teams that on paper you should wipe the floor with and got on to win the title regardless. I mean, it's the, it's the sweeping nature of of every game must be a comfortable victory and, and the, the criticism. I, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I'm not saying that's the norm, but for me, it's, I, I just find it irritating. I agree. Well, criticism's different to being furious, I think. Uh, don't don't want to blow our own trumpet, but that's the beauty of podcasts in a way, is that you sit down a day later and you talk about it. You don't type out your instant thoughts on Twitter, which take the Huddersfield game, which was... a a perfect performance, really, wasn't it? It was a processional 5 0, apart from an injury, which you can't, you know, it could be helped if it hadn't been clattered into. Everything went perfectly. Yeah, I was sat in the ground moaning a bit in the first 20 minutes uh, about the passing sideways, 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 but it's all part of the, the master plan that saw us eventually win very, very, very comfortably indeed and be able to bring on subs and do, yeah, it was fine. I've, I typed all those thoughts out on Twitter. I thought, like, right, idiot. But some people need to do that uh, during a match. And there's just different levels. It's 
when I first thought about this question, I did think about that. I wonder if it's different, the entitlement for recent fans who only know success and the so-called legacy fans, the York Away crowd. But it isn't because our expectations should be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Uh, your expectations should be exactly the same whether you've been supporting City for one or 30 years because you should be able to logically look at the situation and decide what what's worthy of criticism, what's worthy of getting angry about and really laying into club players or whatever. And I think mm. there's a big difference between the two. And Joe's right. It, just saying City were rubbish against Crystal Palace and so-and-so didn't have a good game is fine. That's not the stuff that I would say is entitled. It's when... A trend I've seen is like every time City have lost points, especially where they're not supposed to over the last five years, immediately there's people online dissecting the failure of our transfer policy the previous summer. And it's little stuff like that. I think just give it a rest for God's sake and just accept that our football team has off days. But I think key to working out what entitlement is, is working out what our expectations should be for a season right now, you know, in any given season, and then working from that point. So, a couple of things. Firstly, Howard, you're a man of my vintage, right? Oh. So, as a man of my vintage, you will remember what a main stand Mona was, right? And you just said to me yourself that during the game, you... Uh, during the Huddersfield game, there was a moment that you found yourself quite annoyed and maybe you turned to the person next to you and said, this is annoying. For a supporter who doesn't have the privilege of living in Manchester and being able to go to the games where they have an online social experience of watching City... Is it okay for them to type out the thoughts that you have in your head and the conversations that you have with the fella next to you? No. <laughs> it's tedious and they need to stop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no one's interested in your thoughts every two. Of course you shout stuff out at football club, but it's not the same as typing on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. It's not the same. Everyone sits at a football club and goes, oh, fuck's sake, <laughs> shit pass. You know, like, no, pass it, spread it. You know, look at that. And, you know, some people are utterly insufferable at matches, as we all know. We've all got those mm. people that are sat near you that don't shut up or are never happy or whatever. But everyone will just say instant thoughts. No, it's not the same as typing on Twitter. But the caveat is, I don't... That's not what I'm really bothered about. In-game tweeting or comments are okay. If it, if it helps you, if you like to type out during a match, fair enough. I think the wider issue, really, about entitlement is what you say after, away from matches. I don't think she would really dissect the madness of the 90 minutes itself because, as you say, we all say stupid stuff. And no, I don't find people typing out every thought remotely interesting or helpful, but it's not really the real issue for me about a discussion on entitlement. So, Joe, do you think that it's a generational thing insofar as do you feel as though the younger generation who me and Howard might go, well, you don't know what it's really like to support City because you've never really seen failure. Do you think that they are more entitled than the older generation? 
Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.